The Red Rum Theater, 2019 All Media Roundup. Darling, are you feeling all right? You look rather pale and all our friends are all our friends are watching us. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanise. And Antonio Marino. And every single week, yeah. uh, a couple thousand months, maybe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Depending on what we got going on. We take a look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. That movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today, though, instead of talking about one movie. Today, Junior. We talk about our favorite stuff from 2019. So this is movies, this is music, this is television. This is the stuff that blew our hair back this week. Was there a T in that stuffed? <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuffed. This is the stay Oreo puffed. big stuffed. <laughs> I wish. Dude, stay puffed marshmallow. That's a good call. <laughs> now, right now, because it's the end of the year, we're sitting here chilling, me and my brother. We have in our possession... Um, I just glasses of ice filled with the greatest beverage. One of my favorite beverages in the world. It's probably my favorite beverage. Uh, what are we drinking tonight, Tony? All right, you guys ever heard of Big Red? And I'm not talking oh. about the gum. I'm not talking gum. about a beautiful. I want to say pop because they don't say that in Texas, but it's a beautiful pop from Texas. That's bottled in Austin or Waco. Very sweet. Um, Austin, Texas. Bottle in Austin, Texas. Now, this is not like Fago Red Pop. It's a different animal altogether. This is a red cream soda. Now, you can, if you want to buy this, you can't just go into Myers or Walmart. You're not going to find this on the shelves. The only... Po- oh, here we go. Here we go. Listen well. Oh. Dang. <laughs> that sounds good. He took the microphone and put it down by the drink. You're so stupid, dude. Um, this is how much we appreciate our audience. Here's the thing. If you want to buy Big Red in, in, in Michigan, the only place I know to get it is you can get it at some random small party stores. Party stores. There's one right Particularly on, in the hood. In the hood, they carry it. And the, the Middle Eastern guy at our, at our uh, party store right in the neighborhood, he, he loves the stuff. We, <laughs> we had a bashing on Coke section the last time. That he was just like, people aren't hip to this, man. Coke is a joke. He's like, you got to get that fade, that... Uh, that big red pop. That's the you get the he's a you get the sweetness and the carbonation, <laughs> dude. It's a it's a. Red he's like you know what you know what you know what's up, man. Because every time I go in there, he's like two more two liters. I'm like, yep, dude. He's trying to get it in the in the uh, twenty ounces. I can't imagine. So the if you go to there's a the corner of Franklin and Court Street. There's a party store right there by the old dollar or uh, the uh, old family video family video. Which closed down because there was too many shootings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So I got to go over to Fenton Road to get my microwave popcorn. Yep. So go in there. They have two liters in there. We buy them up pretty quick. But man, Sunday, I, I, I don't drink soda at all during the week. But I, every Sunday, I drink soda. And usually I have Mexican Coke, but tonight, Uncle Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony. <laughs> tonight, Lena's, Lena's birthday party is tomorrow, so I'm Uncle Tony right now. Tonight, Uncle Tony brought the big red in the house, and it's just a joy to drink oh. it. So let's do this. We're going to like worship on a Sunday morning. It's a joyful noise, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> should we start with movies or should we hold movies to the end? What do you think? Um, Want to start with movies or start us straight off? We'll just do it. Let's do movies at the end because we're doing music and TV. Let's start with music, though. Let's start with music. Okay. Now, look, musically, uh, it was an okay year for albums. We're only doing three and three? 
Yeah, three, okay, three. Because we, we had some doubles. Why are you, why are you picking my three? Because I'm saying, okay, I didn't I have you. enough. I got you. You had, you know, saying, okay. that's why that's why I said pick five in case we had music's doubles. what I do, son. Right. So you start us off, Tony. Okay, so. With the A, yeah, start us off. Okay, because I put them in order. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay, so. Well, backwards order. So there's a, I'm going to go back in time really quick to about 1997. Back in time. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. So, in like 1997-ish, I was working at Aldo's Carryout. Oh, man. And uh, me and Ernesto had this good friend. Still have this good friend. Thank you, Big Red. His name is Mike Struckman. Dude, uh, the one, the only Michael Struckman. The one, the only Mike Struckman. Who he did more for our coolness factor than any single listen, person that we've ever say, met. Let me say something about Mike Struckman. <laughs> he is he is one friend. He's he's a bigger dude. Yeah. Has never had a girlfriend that wasn't an absolute gorgeous woman. Just his his swagger, the way he talks. He's just a and he's just a good person. He's, he's okay being himself. It's yeah, a crazy yeah, he's, thing. he's just the man. He's 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 one hundred percent confident in being Mike Struckman, and that's awesome. He, he, he and like he would he would look out for you know I was I, he was more of Ernesto's age, but you know he was my manager at Aldo's. He took care of me, so he knew my favorite band in the world was Weezer, and he bought tickets when Weezer came to town. Where they come? It was the Palace of Auburn Hills. Wow, they came it, to the was, it was it was. The No Doubt Tragic Tragic Kingdom Tour. Oh, my God. Weezer was the opener. What? And they were touring Pinkerton. And it was the legit lineup with Matt Sharp on bass. So I got to see, like... You're blowing my mind. I got to see, like, four songs from Pinkerton and, like, six songs from Blue that night with the original band. Well, there was a band that opened the whole show that I've never heard of before at this point in my life. I hadn't met Sean O'Dell yet. I didn't know much about punk rock outside of Offspring Smash. Um, My first tape I ever bought. It, which is an incredible, incredible tape. So, I still know like every word to every song of that tape. Oh, for sure. So back in the Walkman days, you just flipped that bad boy over oh, yeah. and kept it going. Oh, yeah. Because there was there, you didn't have to use Fast Forward or Rewind because there was nothing bad on that tape. Dang straight. So there was a band called Face to Face that opened the show. And they were touring the self-titled record, which if you're a punk rock fan that happens to love face-to-face, side note here, face-to-face's bass player, who's an incredible bass player, incredible uh, uh, background singer, does all the harmonies, he is Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters, is his brother. Wow! So this guy's brother is the lead guitar player for the Foo Fighters. Well, face-to-face, their self-titled album is legendary, amazing punk rock. To this day, it's probably my favorite punk band is face to face. Well, was that album? Was that, was that tour? Incre- that, that concert was incredible. Never seen anything like it. I remember uh, they said, "We've never ever played anything this big," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna check them out because you know because I was just now getting into drums and stuff." They were great. They were they were they had I had a couple songs that really stuck out to me. Um, Blind was one of them, um, and I was just like, "Man, these guys are awesome." But then Weezer came on and it was all she wrote for life. But <laughs> so getting older, I realized Face to Face is an incredible band. I always stuck with them. Me and Sean used to go see them and we'd like harmonize their parts, you know, just in the crowd. Well, this year, 
they put out an album called Live in a Dive. And what it is, it's like a collection of like all your favorite face-to-face songs in a small bar that they recorded. No way! It's called Live in a Dive. It's my... First of all, that's a great name of an album. It's, it's great. It's, it's a great idea for dude, an album. I wish I could have been there, bro. Everybody's singing, having a blast. It's probably the size of the Magic Stick or something. A little small place. I lo- like. I went and uh, there's a, a album similarly to this, and I'm going way cheese factor. But I, I'm a big fan of Jackson Brown. I saw okay, open, Jackson Brown's the saw open for Tom Petty, at a, and it was in a, a, a high knob. So you got to see Tom Petty? Oh yeah. Wasn't it one of the best shows you've ever seen in your life? The guy. I've never felt happier Jackson at a concert. Brown, his music was too small for the stadium or for the the big thing, but Tom Petty could just he could eat the whole place anywhere. Um, but I saw Jackson Brown. And I thought it's it's music doesn't seem big enough for this this area. But I'd love to hear it in a smaller venue. I liked it, but I'm yeah. just saying it didn't grab the way Tom Petty could. Well, he did a small bar tour and he released it as an album, and that. Is my favorite Jackson Brown album. Those two albums of just him traveling with a piano and a guitar, just killing it at bars across the country. But which so, is the best way to see him? It'll be. I can't imagine seeing a great musician I'm in that small, you, let like, me tell you. intimate setting. Do you remember how huge Stabbing Westward was in the '90s? Yes. Well, me and all the all my friends from Smells Like Flannel and, and some other friends went and seen them at the Machine Shop here in Flint. And they were playing songs that were made for stadiums, bro. And it was un. But we were the whole show. We we kept looking at each other like, "Is this happening?" It was unbelievable. But yes, so live. One and of a my dive. favorite albums this year. That's Li- great. Face to face, live and a dive. You're gonna hear stuff from every album. I mean, big choice, self titled. I mean, they they got stuff. The, the last three albums. I mean, it's great. If you like punk, you like face to face. If you like punk, check out this album. You'll like it. Okay, so. I don't know how this happened. It's, it, it, it started happening last year. You know, I'll tell you where it started. I drove after the big uh, hurricane hit um, Houston. Remember, the, the, the hurricane stopped over Houston mm-hmm. and just flooded the crap out of it and just destroyed a couple towns? Well, I hooked up with a church down there, and our church sent a van full of, like, chainsaws and shovels. We sent a whole thing, van full of gear, that they, expensive crap. Like I think like fifteen chains, so, all kinds of stuff, and we gave him the van. I drove, to, drove down there, nice. gave him the van, and flew home. I'm, I was driving, and I was t- I left. It was late at night. I left Sunday night after evening service, and I had to drive. I was driving like a mad dog, and um, stinking. I don't know why I did it, but I, I, I thought came to me. I want to understand the song "Africa" by Toto, so I put it on repeat. I listened to that song from Flint. I listened to it. Just that song? That one song I repeat all the way to St. Louis. <laughs> like, I was like, what do these lyrics mean? It was, I was really tired. But then, uh, the year later, so Weezer's Tony's band. Tony like, literally learned a drum to Weezer's Blue Album. And I liked Weezer, and I enjoyed Pinkerton a little bit. But I, then I, I left them. Like I'm like, you know what? I wasn't a super fan. I wasn't a big fan. So I, I've heard the, some of the singles, and the singles I didn't love. I didn't like some of them. You know, like there was one about California, and it was so I just I just stayed away from their music. Well, Tony calls it Ernesto. You gotta listen to Weezer's new stinking album. So I'm like, really? He goes, dude, trust me. So I listened to it, and it's Weezer covering all these great '80s and '90s songs. They did one cover of everyone wanted to do Toto, but they did, instead of doing Toto, they did stinking. Um, they didn't do Toto at first, right? They did they did a single before the album came out. Not Toto, but it's a girl's name. I just blanked on her stinking name. But um, 
they released a single, and I love the single they released. I'm pulling up right now on the machine. But um, so then the album drops, I go grab it, and man oh man, they nailed every single cover they did for that album. I'm pulling up right now, Weezer, um, See All, Skabloosh, Rosanna. That's Toto Fool. I know I'm saying, but I don't know the girl's name. Oh. But they, 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 they did an album full of covers. And man, listening to the album for the first time, just joy on my face. Loved the arrangements they had for their songs. It's just, the album is just this joy-filled, happy, fun, chill. And everyone who heard the album, like my neighbors would come over like, who's singing? Like they, everywhere I went, yeah. that album was playing, you would love the album. Uh, I told people, listen, listen to Weezer's album. Whatever, Weezer sucks. I'm like, listen, listen to the album. People, to people, people are haters, dude. Haters. People are haters. Um, people listen to this album, and it brought me back. This album, my kids know all the singles off this song, and they hear the original song. They love it because Weezer introduced them to music from the 80s. I even loved, what, when, they, when I heard that song, um, what is that song? Uh, no Scrubs. They, they, they covered No Scrubs. That was great. And they did Happy Together, too, which was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's an amazing covers album. It, they did some Ozzy. I mean, they did all kinds of stuff. That Ozzy cover is great. It's sick, dude. But for uh, No Scrubs, I've never heard that song my whole life. They did Sweet Dreams, which was great. Like, I've never heard the song No Scrubs. I knew about the song from because my buddy in college told me, he quoted the song to me. He said one of his buddies was a scrub always hanging out his window hollering at girls. That's funny. And when I heard the song, I'm like, oh, this is what he's talking about. This scrub song. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know how I missed No Scrubs. It's a huge hit. Huge hit. It was a TLC, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mel Keaton. No Scrubs. <laughs> right? So funny. Don't be no scrub. <laughs> but that was an album that just blew my mind this year. Back to you. What do you got? Okay. So now... Something happened this year that hasn't happened in music in a long time. A long time. So, and you are a great music. You understand music so well because yes. you play so much. Me, I, I'm, a, I'm a professional appreciator. You are a professional professional. So listen to this. <laughs> so the last 10 years, we've been ruled by pop. Just ruled. Dude. It's, it's annoying. It's unbelievable. You know what the number one... Uh, streamed YouTube music video is of all time? Thong song. <laughs> Despacito. Eczema gross. It's a, we're a pop world, dude. It's gross. That's gross. So, before that, it was Gangnam Style. Oh, so at least that's funny. <laughs> so, this year, Tool releases a record called Fear Inoculum. For the first time in ever, a real rock band is nominated for a Grammy. They are the first band to ever dethrone Taylor Swift with the number one album. And even though it was for one week, they still did it. It was fantastic. Her Taylor fans, Swift went, fans nuts. went insane. Thinking On that Twitter. It was, thinking it was a new band that just came out. Who's this new band, too, that dethroned our queen? <laughs> Dude. So, for the first time ever this year, I've seen Tool Live. I can't believe it's the first time I've ever seen Little Cedars Arena. There was a point when I, like, it was, it was weird. They started playing 46 and 2, and it just hit me that I was watching Tool. And I was in such a trance 
that I started like tearing up. I got really emotional watching it. Wow. It was just, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. The professionalism, how it sounded, the stage show, the appreciation, looking around at all the fans that were just so genuinely like in awe. People singing, like it was just insane. So, my second, or my B album check it, check of the year yeah. is Fear Inoculum. It's, it's fantastic. Get it. If, even if you're not a Tool fan, let me tell you something. Tony said, you said you listen to this one track. I, I listened to this song called Chocolate Trip Chip Trip. Even my kids like this song. It just, it's great drum track. That's so awesome. That was the start of their encore at the show. I can't even. It was insane. It was insane. Can you do that drum bit? Can you, can you play that song on the drums? Or it would take a while. It would take a while. So it's, it's a really tough. It's crazy. He's crazy. Watching him live, I've never seen anything like it. It was just, it was like flashback to the first time I seen Primus live, where I was just, I didn't know what to do with it myself. I was like, when, when I was in Drumline in high school, we all were like, it's Primus and Tool are the best bands right now, which is why I love that they just put that album out this year. That's I mean, great. it's taking me back. I'm in a 90s cover band because that's where I want to be with music in the 90s. So it's a great album. My next album is a newer one. Um, I, I might get in trouble because this is kind of a pop band, but I don't care. I've liked Coldplay, man. They're I, amazing. I've loved a lot of the albums. I've, I've listened to albums straight to back. I didn't like the last few Coldplay albums. There's that sad one he did because of the girl, left and right or whatever. And so I, I was kind of just going to stay away from them. Heard the new one came out. It was a two-parter. I put it on. Now, there's some great music videos for this, first of all. There's a song called Daddy. Oh, the music gosh. video is a heartbreaker. It's, a, it's beautiful. But not only that, there, some of the stories and things he's pointing out, he's really kind of in his own way, Coldplay is. They're tackling social issues. And they're United Kingdom issues, but we have similar issues in America to the UK issues they have about immigration and racism. And they I, got some uh, police brutality tracks on there that are in, like Unbelievable. Crazy. crazy. It sounds like a real stop. It, scary. I got. I, it, it made my skin crawl because it, mine too. Mine too. I'm like I've been. I, dude, I almost got killed in Chicago once. By a cop. And after 9/11, I was driving and a cop drove. You by had a beard, me. didn't you? I had a beard on. Yep. I, a cop drove by me different, different directions. He drove by real slow. And I'm looking for a place to park. I pull into a spot parallel parking. I, I look. It's a permit only spot, and I'm like, I can't park here. Ooh. So I got to pull out and find somewhere else. But the cop, I'm like, he's going to think I parked to avoid him. You know what I'm saying? I can yep. see his whole. So I, I see him way down, passes a light. I pull out, and sure enough, he ueys. I'm like, he's coming for me. So I, I turn, I, I turn I left I'm trying to find a spot. He goes behind me, pulls me over. And it's me and a buddy in college. Mm. Pulls, lights up. I pull over, puts the spot in, into the car, gets the speaker thing out. So it's like it's loud. Because he don't want to come close to you. And he's like, put your hands out the window. So put your hands out the window. And I'm like, this is weird. Get your hand out of my pocket. <laughs> and he's like, um, is there anyone else in the car? I'm like, no, sir. It's just me and my friend. He's like, do you have any weapons? I'm like, no, sir. He's like, are you armed? I'm like, no, sir. He's like, is there an explosive in the vehicle? And I thought, I'm going to die. He thinks I'm a Muslim terrorist a month after 9-11 happened, dude. I thought I was going to shoot me dead in the street and no one would care. Thankfully, I didn't get shot, but it was still a horrifying experience, dude, because that guy, guns drawn, thinking I'm some kind of get that. mad bomber in Chicago, dude. She- so, that, 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 that's 
there's some there's some great jams, and you know there, there's some cussing in the album. It's a good album, man. It is, a but really it good is album. a there's and some of the there's a song called Arabesque. That guitar work is awesome. They're it's a great all, band. If you've never seen Coldplay live, they're fantastic. Have I, you seen them? I've never seen them live. What? So good. You know what's it's crazy? Expensive, dude. Their their drummer does all the most of the harmonies, and there was a, there was a part in that in the concert where just those two were on stage singing and playing together. He plays guitar too. He's great. The drummer's fantastic. So everyday life from Coldplay again. The only thing with the kids in the car. There's, a couple, there's two songs that have f bombs in it, but I still like. See the one song with f bombs. My favorite song on the album. I can't believe your third favorite. <laughs> okay. It's my favorite of the year, dude. It's my favorite it. of the year. Okay, go ahead, dude. All right, this is dude, my favorite album. You here. and you have brought me to you. This, isn't it unbelievable? My kids like it. Did you listen to Borderlands? I'm, I'm just, I'm going once again at a time, dude. Listen to that next. Okay. It's like 13 minutes or something. Okay, so, back in the day, the first time I went and seen a band called Meshuggah, which if you like metal at all, <laughs> you know they're insane. It was me, uh, my buddies from the Nain Rouge, Sean O'Dell, the guys, you know, the guys from Eat Your Heart Out. We, we were all hanging out, going to see Meshuggah. So I'm hanging out with the drummer from Today I Wait and the drummer from the Nain Rouge, at the time, I was drumming for Eat Your Heart Out, and I'm trying to think of who else. It was like, it was weird because all the drummers were hanging out because of the opening band. And I'm like, who is opening? And they're like, you've never heard of Strapping Young Lad? I'm like, no. And they said, this is the best drummer in metal. Get ready. And I was like, okay. And then it, then it hit me when they told me his name was Gene Hoagland. I said, one of my good friends, who's the drum teacher at Motor City Guitar, Dan Chapa, he used to keep a picture of Gene Hoagland in his wallet. Holy cow! Because he was a metalhead. So, Strapping on Lad comes out, and the reason they're so good is because they're, they're not attractive men. That's why it's funny. <laughs> the singer is a man named Devin Townsend, who had a long, dreadlocked mullet-like thing with a bald top. Wow, the skullet. Yeah, he had a skullet. <laughs> Messed up teeth. I mean, Gene Hogan's like 400 pounds. They began to melt my face. Melted it off. It was one of the most unreal live experiences I've ever had. One of the best drummers I've ever seen in my life. If you don't know Gene Hogan, look him up. He's insane. He drummed for death for a while. Um... But the singer, Devin Townsend, has made a shift from metal to almost operatic prog. It's crazy. It's, it's, he's got a song on this new album. The new, new album's called, it's Devin Townsend. It's called Empath. It, the album's insane. There's three of the best drummers ever on this album. This guy's vocals? It's, he is a... His prof- range is unbelievable. Dude, he's, the, their new music video... For a song called Why. It's an animated video. It's inspiring. It's number one, it's gorgeous. Number two, the music could be on a like a musical. Like it's crescendos. Dude. It's I feel like a movie's gonna grab this someday and use it for a pivotal scene and just make that scene stand up so tall. Cause that the album, it's a song, that song, it inspires me to like. To not run and hide, to face problems, to not be afraid. It is a powerful video. It, it, it moves you. It really does. I've got Devin Townsend's vocally so good that I got on a YouTube hole of watching you did, did vocal it. teachers. Coaches. Yeah. 
watch his songs and comment on his vocals, and one of them from England started crying because it, she, he just blew her mind so bad because he's playing guitar too. He's an amazing guitar player. He's Canadian, so I always give my boy from Smells Like Flannel, Drew, who's Canadian, I always give him crap because he don't know who the heck he is. I'm like, dude, he's Canadian. He's like, I don't know everybody from Canada. <laughs> I'm like, my bad, dude. Uh, how's she going, eh? Okay, so Devin Townsend, Empath, check it out. It's amazing. If nothing else, and we'll put, the, we'll put the, the YouTube, put the, with the Y video, we'll put the Y music video on our Facebook. Do it. But free promotion. Devin Townsend is coming to the Crowfoot in February, and I am going. You might want to look into going that with me. No way. It's going to be insane. That's a great venue. It's going to be insane. Yeah, we're going to be that close to Devin Townsend. I'm going to try to get a picture with him, dude. He changed my life, dude. I, I've seen them at Sounds of the Underground in Dallas, Texas, and it blew my mind. You saw him in Dallas? Yeah, when I was living out there. That's awesome. With cousin Eric, yeah. yeah. Devin Townsend, Empath, check it out. My third album of the year. I'm going to take a break. I have to listen to this crap. <laughs> listen. People have told me for a long time. I have friends of mine, a lot of my Chicago crew, always offended Kanye West. And I've always said the guy's a nut job. And he is a nut job. He's nuts. The guy's a, a proud, arrogant jerk. I'm no T-Swift fan, but when he did her wrong on the Steak and the Grammys. First of all, I hated him for that. That was a, that, that, that was sorry. That dude. was a sorry move. That was that poor. I felt bad for in a way. I it was I could I've never watched the full things. I can't watch things like that. When he said Bush hates black people with Mike Myers standing next Poor to him. And then it went to Chris Tucker. He's like, don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> he was in shock, dude. Dude, he just dropped that bomb, dude. Live television is great. Um I love the SNL sketch where Mike Myers meets Kanye backstage and he's just all like awkward. It, that, that was a funny, funny SNL sketch. Um, but Kanye came up with a gospel album. And I'm like, whatever, man, this guy. So I listened to it. Now I'm going to say something right now. I ain't saying the guy is the real deal. I don't know the guy. I'll tell you what, though. Musically, the guy's got chops. He's a great writer, a great musician. Dude, he had Kenny G on this album. Okay, Kenny I G busts out the saxophone at the end of this song called Uses Gospel. And it is like the soul. I'm like, my man, Kenny G, dig, dude. I dig that. Kenny G's a G, dude. He's a gangster. He's an old school gangster. He's dude, awesome. Kenny G's had some great... He's the only guy that makes a, a horn that famous, dude. Dude, he's been in two movies in the last uh, two years that have been... He was in T-Titans Go, and he has this great saxophone vocal part. And he also did this music video with um, um, Jared Harmon's Doppelganger in Hollywood. Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg did a song with his crew, the Lonely Island Boys. No. They did a song... Kenny G on it? Kenny G sings. He's the lead singer in it. What? It's about being like awesomely hood. But Kenny G's a music, music fan. So he gets on like throwing random like he starts doing plots of movies in the middle of the song, and it's it is. That's really funny. We'll watch that one later. It is funny, okay. dude. But listen, I don't know if Kanye's the real deal. Now I tell you what though, this song, this his album, Jesus is King. It straight up ministered to me, dude. It like well, all I know is he's all shacked up over there with Olstein, and I'm not digging that. I I'm not I'm like I'm not saying the guy's the man. I'm not I'm not I'm not. Do you hear him say that now the greatest songwriter that ever lived is working for Jesus? Like shut up, Listen, dude. I'm not the guy's a nut job. Listen, Tom Cruise a nut job. I like him as an actor. Listen, there was a story I heard. Remember how Kanye was boycotting Beck winning Best Artist one year. Saying that if they keep picking people like this and artists like us are going to stop coming to this. Well, if you look at all the people nominated that year, 
Kanye had 19 musicians or songwriters on his album. All these people had all these songwriters to make one album. If you look at Beck's album, he played like 11 instruments on the album and wrote everything. And then there was, I heard a story, I don't remember where I heard it, but Kanye was somewhere and there was music playing. And he said to somebody, who is this? This is, this is like really good. And somebody looked at him and said, oh, that's Beck. That's the guy that won the best artist. <laughs> Listen, I'm, not, I'm just saying. He's an idiot. Jesus, I don't care. The Jesus King album, musically speaking. If he's for real, then it's cool. But I'm not. I just don't. I, I'm just saying, musically speaking, the lyrics blew my head off, dude. And I. You write them. I don't, I don't hold a good credit to. I'm just saying. This was a great gospel album, ministered to my soul. I loved it. It got so much play in my stinking life. Like I'd, I'd go out work in the yard, and be on repeat the whole album, and I was just jamming, dude. I loved it. Um, but that's that's our, that's our music for the year. Let's go with the TV, dude. There's too much TV to watch these days. There's too much good TV in the world. There is. But let's go to a couple shows that we watched. Tony, start. I'll start us off this time. Okay. One a show I watched with my kids this year. When I was a kid, I've always loved fantasy stuff. I remember watching Labyrinth, Never Ending Story. I loved that stuff as a kid, man, just the puppetry. And it was this one sh- movie we watched as kids that was really scary and dark. It was called The Dark Crystal. Jim Henson, who's the man. He's the man. I love that movie. It was all puppets, dude. It was, it was so creative and awesome. Well, then Netflix this year announced they're doing a TV series. And I'm like, ah. And I thought they're just going to prostitute an old IP just to make some money. So me and the kids watched the original, and they liked it. So we turned the first episode of this new TV show, and it pulled us in. And we watched it, we watched it like one episode every week. And man, first of all, they did, they, I thought it was going to be animated or, or CGI. They did it puppet still. It was a Jim Henson studio. Did it still did puppets. And man, was it a great fantasy epic. It was so well done. And, and it's, it's almost too much for kids. There's some evil crap, dude, that happens in that show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's like an eight-episode season. They got to make a season two because we loved it. I loved it. Puppetry is back, baby. What'd you watch? Okay, everybody knows Stranger Things. I'll make it quick. Season See, I, three. I haven't seen it. What? Um, my wife's scared of it because it scares her. She's like, it's got to be ready to handle well, it. She, tell her to take her time because it brings the Russians. It's amazing. Stranger Things season three. I'm not gonna say anything to spoil for Ernesto because he's he literally just finished watching Breaking Bad last year. So, <laughs> um, season three so is it's a tie between which season's better, one or three. Two was good. One was incredible. Three is that good. No yeah, way. It really is. It's it was insane. It was amazing. Can't wait for season four. Um, if Haunting of Hill House new season would have been ready, it might have made it less, but it's not coming out till like February. So, um, yep, that's my number. My, my next one, HBO, never been a big HBO fan, never had it really watch stuff. I, did, I missed the Game of Thrones thing, whatever. I never watched one episode. I got no, I don't care. Um, but I watched, we, my wife and I turned on an episode of this show called Chernobyl on HBO. And I thought, Chernobyl, historical events going to be boring as crap. Opening scene is the meltdown of the stinking nuclear core in Russia. I'm watching, I'm like, this is nuts. And I ended up, stick, we ended up going in, like, 
This is a historical event, what really happened in Russia in the Chernobyl uh, nuclear meltdown. I'm telling you, it was a historical drama. And it felt like a horror movie. I was so tense. And I it's was real. so scared. It's a real story. It happened. I mean, we almost lost Europe. I mean, literally, like, there were moments that if they didn't do the right thing, if they were trying to hide it, and that thing would have blown fully, it would have made almost all of Russia and Europe unusable for generations. Like, it was crazy what was happening over there. And there were our heroes. And also, to this right now, I'm gonna, I don't care who wants to bring their, their A game to blow my head off. I don't give a rip. Socialism is a thing on the rise uh, it, among younger people. They're like really embracing socialism. We have Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in the political spectrum who claim to be socialists. Chernobyl, uh, there's, there, it's, it's, it showed a world under a socialist regime like how people, how the state is God, what happens. The state is, is like, the, the state is central to all life. And I'm like, why would you want to live under that? I like being free. Yeah, people are dumb, dude. I, I mean, I don't want someone to tell me I can't eat a hamburger. I don't want to, you got to eat this much fat. I, don't, I, I want to be free. Like, I, ah, dude, this show, it's so good. The acting is so great. The tension is so real. And understanding what happened and the heroes involved there is a sequence, Tony, with these um, these mine these miners, dude. They're your like boys. Oh. They're your you're so stupid. <laughs> they're coal miners, dude. They like are these hard drinking, hard fighting Russians, and I'm like, well, they're my boys. Huh? They're your boys, dude. <laughs> these guys are. They're just like, they're like don't the don't. They're, they're like, listen, don't BS. Let's just tell us what's going on. And just their their toughness is legendary, and it's all true. Like these guys, were, it, it great show. What do you got? Okay, there's a new show on CBS. I'm gonna give John, our buddy John Combs, credit. It's called Evil. It is an amazing show about a secular psychoanalyst, psychologist, I guess, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. Yeah. She works for the courts, loses her job. The church approaches her, wants her to go Catholic on. church? Yes. Okay. Catholic church approaches her, wants her to, do, to work with their team on cases to determine if they are demonic possession. Holy and they need her right. for the courts because they want a non-church type person. She's unbiased. Unbiased. She, she doesn't even believe in all that stuff. Right. But she's seeing all this stuff now. And it's just it's just a great show. There's I mean the cast is great. Have you ever seen the internship? When I seen parts of Vince it. Vaughn and Owen Wilson try to get oh, jobs. Oh, wrong! I'm the wrong show. I mean, the, I mean, De Niro, the intern. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was incredible. That's oh my gosh! But oh, internship. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson trying to get jobs at Google. It looks stupid. You've never seen it. It looked dumb. The it's fantastic. No, fantastic. The trailer was terrible. Listen. Who cares? <laughs> Your face, like, I don't know what to say right I, now. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it was good. It was so good. But okay. there's a guy on there that's on Evil. It's hilarious. So, anyways, since you've never seen it, I can't. He's, uh, what else is he on? You'd know him. He's an Indian dude. He's hilarious. But he plays um, the part of the guy who is the science type guy who debunks stuff. I love it. Great. He's great. So, that's mine. Okay. My show of the year. 
by far, is The Mandalorian. Still haven't seen one episode. Disney Plus launched this year. It is, uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I never thought I'd say this. I, I cut the cord. I, have no, I pay for no cable anymore. I cut my Hulu. I cut HBO. I cut everything out. All I had was enough was Netflix, right? Which is what I need to do. I, if, if I financially, if I had to tighten the belt really tight, I would do Disney Plus and not Netflix. That's how good Disney Plus is as a service. Not according to your boy. <laughs> yeah, listen, now Rosatano, hate is gonna hate. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, Mandalorian premieres as a Star Wars TV show helmed by John Favre. Who's a genius. Who's a dude? I didn't know he directed Elf. Hmm? Uh, that movie. He was in it. I, I, he was, he's a great. He's a great director. He launches the MCU. He does great comedies. Did the Jungle Book and blew the world up. And the guy can't. Jungle Book's way better than Lion King. I'll just say that. Heck yes, it is. But this TV show, dude, and not only that, there's some great actors, dude. Um, Steakin, Apollo Creed's in it, dude. Really? Carl Weathers is a great character. Nice. There are, dude. Just last uh, episode, I just watched. Sudeikis had a small little role in it. Nice. And he, you never saw, he was a stormtrooper. There's a sequence with two stormtroopers hanging out, talking, waiting for orders. Rachel Sands is in it too, ain't he? Yes! But dude, nice. the, 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 I would literally watch a whole season of like <laughs> low totem pole stormtroopers sitting around with trash on their bosses. It's the, it was, it, they were just, they're like employees at a place in a big corporation just kind of shooting the crap. And I was laughing my head off because. What else would you do if you're in the the empire's fallen, but you're still kind of like an imperial loyalist, you know, wearing the armor still? It, it the show in every way, you know what it did? It made my kids Star Wars fans. It's really? the best Star Wars thing I've seen since the original trilogy. I'm grateful for the Mandalorian, a flawless TV show, boom bada bing. Oh, and it, it also single handedly gave every woman baby fever. <laughs> it's unreal, dude. It's unreal, dude. Baby Yoda is a is a thing now. Listen, it's, when you watch it, it'll get you, dude. Dude, the amount of back order baby Yodas. It's I can't I, months. Listen, I'm going to Disney next year, and I'm going to like six weeks, seven weeks. My kids want to buy baby Yoda, and I'm like, dang it, I'm gonna drop twenty five dollars on one of those sticking plush toys. Your show of the year, so, let it rip, dude. The show let it rip. of the year, for me, is on a crazy... Maybe the show of... I can't remember when I enjoyed something this much. This is from a show, an app called Eight, Shutter. Yeah, yeah, it's Shutter app, which is an AMC thing. But it, it's, it costs six bucks a month, five six, bucks yeah, a month? Yeah, $5.99. So I got Shutter. And Shutter is for horror buffs. Yes, it's for it's TV shows, movies... Um, they released special things like uh, originals. Yep. Creep Show is a TV show that's based off the movies that came on the eighties, which are based on the old fifties comics. Comic books, yes. Six episodes. Each episode has two little episodes, two shorts that are like twenty to twenty-two minutes long. These episodes, and they tell the best stories in that amount of time. They're literally like no fat. They, they, here's this. Here's a character. Here's a conflict. Holy crap! Over. It's great, dude. It. I cannot believe how much I enjoyed this series. It was only six episodes. Got renewed for a season two. Oh, but 
it's every episode is completely different. There's no, no, no repeating characters. No ties into anything else. It's just great. And off the old comics from the 50s. And there's some... Listen, I told my kids a story from one of the show episodes we watched. And dude, my kids, they, were, they sat at the table scared but transfixed. The ideas are so good that it just makes the imagination run wild. Are you going to let them watch that episode? I'm going to wait a little longer, but I, they want to see it bad. They think they can handle it. But it's so tense and scary. The thing is, though, is it, it climbs in your head. That, 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 that's where they get you. That's, where, that's, the, that's why A Quiet Place wasn't great, because they, they gave away the monster the opening scene. What wasn't great? A Quiet Place. Oh. you got to let what us build the monster up in our head. What a disappointment that was. The only thing I will say about the monster on the ritual. Number one, they showed it, and it was dumb. But... <laughs> One thing that the monster in the ritual did do was it had, in the in the middle of its weirdness, had these two glowing eyeballs. That when you made eye contact with it, it made you think that it made you comfortable, made you see your wife. You thought your wife was talking to you, made you see like some a family member or something. Whose voice is that? Huh? Whose voice is that? Man, it's just using your grandma's voice, (laughs) trying to drag you to hell. Okay, <laughs> Creep Show is my show, dude. It was amazing. So it was good. incredible. I want to buy Creep uh, Shutter so I can watch the rest of the season because I only saw two episodes of Tony's House just to get my password full. It's so so good. Unlike you, Mister Stingy Disney, you can have my password to watch Creep Show. Listen, I, I pay my way in the world, dude. You're an idiot, dude. <laughs> Listen, I want to support the artists and stuff, dude. I'm big on that. Uh, they only got two hundred sixty billion dollars. Listen, Shutter is an app trying to make it in the world. I want to. Oh, you want okay? Yeah. Oh, you want to? Okay, I thought you were telling me that's why you're not, not giving Disney. Me... Plus, I'm the Shutter. I thought that's shutter. why you're saying you're not giving me your Disney information, fool. <laughs> okay. And plus, I wouldn't say that live on air and get sued by, by the our, mouse. By our, by who? The mouse, man. That mouse has got so much bread. He don't care what's more. True story. Okay. Now let's get into our movies. Here we go. Listen, we didn't see every movie this year. Listen, no. I wanted to see 1917 so bad. They released it in L.A., Chicago, and New York. Limited release, so they'd be eligible for the Oscars. And it opens nationally January 10th, which is some BS. Lame. I, that movie looks... It's Sam Mendes, who's my boy. So there's Who? some... Sam Mendes, he did a Skyfall. He did American Beauty. The guy's a G, dude. So there's some movies I didn't get to watch that I wanted to see. So this list is what we saw. Our favorite movies of what we saw... And we're each going to put a few of them out. So, Tony, start us off, dude. All right. So, start off with t- t- first two. Okay. Actually, start, you know what? Erase, erase that cheek out and just do the four because I don't have three. You suck. <laughs> There's a reason why I wanted that. Okay. One. Let's do it then. Do the, do the first one first, though. I'll do that one instead of D. No, do, do both. I want to do both. Let's do both. I'll do my first oh, two. No, then. actually, give me, give me D. Okay. <laughs> give me the D. <laughs> I knew you on it. <laughs> You're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's how we so do it. So now we both have four. Okay, so start us off. Okay. You just want the one? Yeah, just give me the D. First one. <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid, sorry, it's, dude. It's a letter on the sheet. I'm sorry. So, first one, Midsommar. It is one of the best horror movies that I've seen in... A movie hasn't grabbed me like the 1970s Wicker Man did since I until I seen this one. 
It was it was a uh, shock, awe. You said it was beautifully shot, though. You said, I mean, some of the some of the scenes were gorgeous. I mean, they're in Sweden, bro. Tony told me about the sequence they did at a dinner table, and he described it, and I'm like, that sounds so hard to do. It was and, crazy, and it's, I I, I want to see some of those shots. They sound so immaculate, you know. Immaculate conception, dude. Straight up. So that's my A. But I heard Midsummer people have seen it and said it's a mind trip. Oh yeah, it'll mess you up. It'll it'll, it'll put you. You'll you'll think about it for days. All right, go. You're okay. up. I'm going with The Irishman by Martin Scorsese, a three-and-a-half-hour epic on Netflix. Watching some of the best actors today go to work together. It was a joy watching Pacino let it off the chain again. Watching him just be just a, a madman. His Hoffa was so good. Like his, You, you watch him like Hoffa just and be Back off! Don't don't put you with the mob. Don't go against. And he couldn't do it. I know. He was a king who was asked to put down his kingdom, and he could not do it. Dude, De Niro's top of his game. Pacino top of his game. Joe Pesci killed it. Ray Romano killed it. Harvey Keitel killed it. I'm watching this movie, and it's three and a half hours. There's a scene at the end. There's a sequence at the end that really, really like as a as a as a as a man of God who loves the Lord, oh, it, man. I really appreciated this man's honesty and integrity. He goes to church, because all the mobsters go to church at the end of their life to make things right, do the final, what, uh, the, the thing you do when you're Catholic to, to die well, uh, last rites. And he, he's just, he, De Niro's alone in the world, so the priest comes to see him all the time, and the priest says, are you sorry for things you've done? And he's not! <laughs> he's, he doesn't feel bad at all! And the priest is like, well, just say you are, because saying it still means something. And De Niro says, what kind of man makes a phone call like that? And the priest goes, phone call, what? And I'm like, De Niro's right. If it's not real, why say it? Why pretend you, you mean something if you don't mean it? He doesn't, he doesn't feel bad. He doesn't feel like I, I need to be saved. He's like, I killed him. It's like... Yeah, I killed them, and I hope they burn in hell. Like, if you don't feel bad, that's why a, pretend? That's a very depressing final scene. Dude, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> he's like, I did what I did. Like, what, what, what did Pesci say? Ethel. Like, it, it, it just, we did what we did. It was them or us, and we got them. Don't, don't Old feel, Pesci was sad. Real sad, dude. But the movie, Scorsese's still the man. Watching De Niro, Pacino still got it. Yes. Man, Pacino, when he's yelling at those guys, calling them, he's, he's, you dumb oh. mother effing. Dude, I was laughing. And he's like, why is this so funny to you? I'm like, babe. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like when you watch a class act and the gangster dude keeps slapping that dude in the head. It's <laughs> funny, dude. It's, it's just like, some days you just want to yell at people, and I, you can't, but what if you could? <laughs> then you'd run the union. <laughs> That's right, dude. Oh, dude, I love that opening thing. I, I hear you paint houses. What? what I know. Oh, my gosh, dude. Um, okay, that so. That was the name of the first chapter. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was what a movie, dude. So I like The Irishman a lot. Okay, what do you got, dude? Okay, so the surprise of the year for me. I went. I can't believe. I'm blown away by this picture. I video. went because Ernesto, Angie, and the kids were watching all the Marvel Universe movies yep. uh, leading up to Endgame. So, 
they said, hey, we're going to watch Captain Marvel tonight. You should come with us. I said, okay. You know, I got no desire to watch it, but I went. You didn't tell me it was set in the 90s, and she crash lands into a stinking blockbuster, and all the music is stinking grunge. It's a 90s action movie, and it was a great story. The 90s it was great. Her t-shirts. Dude, her outfits, bro. All, not, all grunged out 90s dude. stuff, dude. The blockbuster. I mean, the nostalgia, the action, young Samuel L. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic movie. I will say that I... I'm going to get shot in the dick for this. <laughs> what? I enjoyed it more than Endgame, dude. Wow. I really did, man. I, I just... Because I knew Endgame was going to be amazing. This I didn't think it was going to be that good. When a movie comes out of nowhere, it can blow your head up yeah, and blow your really tops did. off. Okay. Next for me, I'm going Ford versus Ferrari. Listen, didn't see it. Got to see it. Bale, that I forget how good he is. I like Matt Damon is Matt. Because you haven't seen that out of out of the furnace, fool. Matt Damon is Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Like, I like him as an actor. He plays Shelby, and this is a real story. And watching it. It made me proud to be an American. Made me love. I listen. I love driving fast, and I, that's why I can never own a if good car. You're not car. first. You're last. I can never own a nice car. I, I drive to. I drive. I drive ninety with a freaking minivan, family van, coupe, dude. If I had a car that actually could move, I'd kill that thing, dude. I'd go hundred easy all the time. Watch this guy. First of all, the, the driving was awesome, but dude, Italy, old man Ferrari, this is America in that. And I was like, get him! Like I was, dude, I, I can't believe how much I was in the story, pro America, and not only that. Well, that's some good actors together. The friendship between Ford or, or, or um, between um, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and Christian Bale, and their the real life connection, their real life friends. There's a scene where they just are like Damon does him wrong, does him, he does him wrong, and Damon comes back to him after he does him wrong because he needs his help again, and they just he they see each other and they start fighting in the street, and. Then they're boys again, and I'm like, "This is this is what men do. It's real. We're just stupid. It's real talk, right there. Like me and Tony, we've we, was it wild? Things boil over, it blows up. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a big red, and it's all and, and you got to come back because that's what you got. You got to do it. You got to say the things and get ticked off, and we can't fight as much as we used to because we're he's too strong. But uh, <laughs> I'm like a Toby Keith song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. <laughs> And lay down for two days afterward. Let's ask Rampage Jackson. He just got knocked out Saturday night by a Fedor. <laughs> oh, you too shoot. old to be fighting like that. Did you man. see our Mexican heavyweight dude walked in the ring heavier than he was last time he fought? Yeah. You gotta train, dude. Stop eating those tacos. Listen, man, when you're the champ, dude, you're living it up. <laughs> He's gonna have to make his way back now. David Wayo style, just walking out there. Whoosh. <laughs> that would be so funny, dude. <laughs> so funny, dude. Oh, the great white hype. Um, so I thought Ferrari, I loved it. Loved it. Go ahead. All right. Yep. For the surprise of the year, besides, I, uh, Captain Marvel was, was the surprise, but the funnest movie of the year was Knives Out. Number one, the cast is just unreal, putting that many stars together, dude. Just, okay. just putting stars. I mean... That was the best it was, cast of the year. It was fantastic. Best cast of the year. It, it, and it was fun. There's little like hints of politics in there. They're hilarious. I mean, it's, it's really, it covers everything. Dude, 
I you think you know, but you don't know. You're ticked off, and then you're like, oh. My wife loves a good whodunit, and she was pumped for this movie. We went and saw it. We absolutely adored this film in every way. And even Craig, uh, uh, the the detective. Daniel Craig? They're talking about doing a bunch of movies with him as a detective in different settings. Here's the thing. You think he's an idiot. But he's not an idiot. But he's he's like, it was like Columbo, dude. You think he's dumb, dude. And we love Columbo. Love Columbo, dude. (laughs) How he just acts like he's an idiot. But he's really smart as tech. (laughs) Dude. Knives Out was fantastic. It was great. And it was I was so, Johnson was so dude, good. I was so mad that I didn't get it, though. I, I went the wrong direction with the clues. I was mad at the movie because they gave it to us, but then you realized, no, they didn't. It, it's so good, dude. It's so great. good. It's great. Murder Mysteries, man. Fun. Dude. It was fun. My next movie, Tarantino put out this year called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you know what? Just... Be, watch, hang out with Brad Pitt and stinking DiCaprio. Just hang out with him. Like, and it was weird because Brad Pitt is less than DiCaprio. Like, they're friends, but they're not equals. Yeah, he, yeah. he works for DiCaprio, yes. and Pitt's cool with that. Mm-hmm. Pitt's like, you're the movie star, I fix your crap. And, I, and he's totally, he's not jealous. He's not like, he doesn't like want to try to take him over. He's totally cool with him. And you see the different lifestyle. DiCaprio owns that nice house. When you, when you drive home with Pitt and see there's a trailer behind a drive-in. Let me tell you something, though. The, one of the best dogs on screen ever. I want that dog so bad. That dog was amazing. There was a, there was a scene in the movie when you follow Pitt home. He has a whole dialogue with the dog. It's incredible. And it's amazing because the dog's talking to Pitt. When when he opens up the, the stinking uh the the, the cupboard Dog food? oh the cupboard. and you see some of the I remember some of those old the old spam yeah. the old, like the old and they showed an old Taco Bell the old Taco Bell like the original frontage I remember the Taco Bells with that old signage mm-hmm. and the old way that those used poop to look brown looking oh at, yeah. man but it was all sixties it was set kind of in the Manson you know Manson is the backdrop. The movie was, the dialogue was incredible. The Let me ch- just say something about it. Haters going to hate no matter what. Every movie we're talking about, people hate. But they're good movies, so Dude, screw you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke in Tarantino's Hollywood that it was a five-minute, maybe an eight-minute scene. Oh, gosh. For one. For one look. But the payoff. Oh, I, it, was, it was amazing. It I was laugh perfect. every time. And. Oh, shout out to Kurt Russell for being Dude. amazing in this movie. And listen, I, people are mad that Bruce Lee gets kind of dogged out, but Bruce Lee kind of is one of these guys in American history that's been kind of like booty kissed. So, so it was prob- great. He probably wasn't the the, 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 everyone's a jerk in their own way. I, I laughed at the Bruce Lee stuff. It was great. Dude. It was great. Bad Pitt just laughing. He's telling his stories. <laughs> so good, dude. Having his drink, his wife's giving him hell. Dude! <laughs> he, he, she's like, oh, you don't want to fight? Well, I do. And I'm like, oh, he killed her. <laughs> Throughout the middle of the he's got those goggles on. He's just trying to have a beer, and enjoy she, the water. She, she just give. I can't imagine living with someone like that, just, just oh. coming at you for no reason, dude. <laughs> She, it was really who they hired to play her. She played one of the greatest bees I've ever seen in a movie, dude. She was Goldie Hawn at the beginning of Overboard. <laughs> dude, it, it was incredible. Um, so I loved Tarantino's new flick. Uh, saw it twice in the theater. No, three times in the theater. That's when you know you love something. Straight up. 
No, twice in the theater. Twice in the theater. So. Okay, next one, Tony. All right, that's my number one. Number one for the year. All right, number one for the year. Wow, number one for 2019. Is, uh, go do it, dude. Do dude, it. Dude, I'm telling you, and everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, whatever. Hey, let them riot. Uh, so. Uh, if you watch this movie thinking it was going to be a comic book movie, it's your fault that you didn't like it. Because <laughs> literally, I think part of the, the uh, publicity was... This is not a comic book movie. This movie is about depression. This movie is about getting lost in the system. This movie is about trying to be a good person when the world sucks. Yes, it is. This movie is about sympathizing with a maniac before he becomes a maniac. It's about, it's about mental illness. It's about it's, it's society. About, it really is about, about neighbors. There's a, there's a looming... Okay, number one, obviously we're talking about the Joker. There's a looming backdrop of the trash building up on the streets the whole movie because the 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 garbage men are on strike. So trash is just built. And As the saying, movie goes forward, it just gets, the piles get higher and, 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 and higher. the thing is, though, the beauty of it is it's not just the poor neighborhoods. The rich neighborhoods, the trash piling up, too, because trash goes everywhere. Um, It's so symbolic. I have never seen somebody morph into an actor and contort their body the way he does and... There's things that happen in the movie that didn't really happen, and you're wondering, was it? Did it happen? Was it me? That what? It, what? The movie gets over with. You're questioning what happened and what didn't. You're questioning if you are sane. If you're, if you've got mental problems, it really shines a light at how serious mental illness is, and how we live in a world where there's no help for people with mental illness. Yeah, it's like stinking, literally. We went through all this when we, re- re- when yeah. we talked about the movie. But so we, we stopped with I'm saying, it broke my heart. This it, did, did. it did. And you know what? And I, no movie this year unsettled me more than this movie. Yeah, for real. That movie got over and I sat in my seat and like, wow. <laughs> Shit up. And I'm telling you, if he does not get a nod, that it's insane. It's a bunch of bumps. He is. I can't tell you an actor that did what he just did. That was, it was unbelievable. That's my commercial. Go watch The Joker. My movie of the year. And don't surprise anybody. It's Avengers Endgame. And I'll tell you why. I'm a Marvel guy. I grew up reading comic books. My stepfather used to have this, uh, my stepdad, uh, uh, stepdad number two, one, I don't know. So my stepdad in the UP. He had this shelf that, with one of those push magnets that opened up the glass door. And he had these comic books, uh, graphic novels. And he, I wasn't allowed to read them, but I'd sneak in there all the time to read them. He had The Death of Captain Marvel. He had X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills. All these comic books he had in there. I read Marvel comics as a kid. And for the last 10 years, they've been putting out these Marvel movies in this universe. And Infinity War comes out, which is this massive crescendo. And, and heroes lose. So you're like, what, what are they going to do next? And Avengers Endgame, I was unsettled after that. I thought it was going to be one thing, and it wasn't. Because like, you think they're going to undo what was done, and, the, and they don't. They don't just reset the universe. Like what, he, what Thanos did had real consequences. Like when they, the opening movie opens, they go find the big bad guy, they defeat him, but can't undo what he did. Then it flashes five years forward. I'm like, what the crap am I watching? And you see... <coughs> dude, when Ant-Man goes home, bro. Dude, there are... I, There's, teared, I, 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 I teared up hard two or three times. This movie is... The just what happens when a hero loses. And you see everyone trying to, like, Thor 
he PTSD. Truly, like he he just can't do things. When Hulk's got to calm him down. That's crazy. And Hulk probably out of all of them deals with the best. I loved. Better Hulk is great. Oh my dude. Listen, Better Hulk. Nothing was sweeter than him giving <laughs> Ant-Man the tacos. That is like that smile dude. just handing them the tacos just like it's if someone shows any, if I'm anywhere in the world, if I'm at home chilling, my wife says, Nesta, come here. I go up to her, tacos ready for me. I mean, I'm like, you're the best woman in the whole world. Like, I mean, tacos <laughs> turn your frown upside down. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, um, <laughs> so stupid, dude. But, and then I watched with my son, and he, see, Spider Man fell in Infinity War. And that last it sequence, me too. that last killed sequence, me. when those portals are opening, my son got up on his seat, and he the excitement in his heart. That scene is one of the biggest payoff scenes really ever is. filmed. It really is. Just, I mean, ten years crescendo into one moment, and I, as my little kid heart, seeing Cap face. There, there, there's so many moments in that movie. I just, and I was in a Flint crowd, people yelling, cheering, cheering. It was. A joyous, raucous occasion. I loved it. Were we all together for that? I think we were. Wait, were you with us? No, I mean, you saw it some other time. I mean, you went together. Okay. And then, yeah, so we didn't quit the kids. But uh, that was my movie of the year, Avengers Endgame. No surprise. Anyone that knows me, I'm a superhero junkie. And uh, so those are our movies for the year. Um, you might say, like, where's 1917? Where's uh, Uncut Gems? Listen, some of these movies we, we didn't love. We watched. They were good, but they, they didn't make us happy. <laughs> Don't watch Uncut Gems on Christmas. <laughs> You're crazy, Chingo. <laughs> so um, let me do the do the, the out. Here we go. So how do you support the show? Go to patreoncom slash Give a dollar a month, make the podcast go. Pays the bills, expenses in new territory. Um, patreon.com, become a patron. Have to help the show go. Thank you so much for those who give. This year, we saw our patronage go way up. We went from one show to two shows a month. It's been awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we just paid for our brand new headbands coming out. They're coming out in January in the mail to all of our $5 and more sponsors. Thank you so much for you know, loving our show. Also, if you want to get some T-shirt swag, go to redrum.threadless.com to buy a T-shirt. You can get the Dang Gina design, Raised by Movies, or the Red Rum Classic. Now, next, uh, next episode coming out in less than a week is our top movies of the decade. Give that a listen. It's going to be coming out pretty quick here. You listen to the podcast on the iTunes Podcast Store or on Spotify. Like the show, you can leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next time at the Red Room Theater. <laughs>